Hello? What's your favorite scary movie? Fear the Talking Queer. Part 2. Two? Who's gonna do that? Sequels suck. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm so good. My lips are burning. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're gigantic. Yeah. Do you th- I feel they? like every time I see you on here, they, I don't know, maybe it's just you're like vaselining them up or something, but they are <laughs> so pronounced every time I see you on FaceTime. I'm so happy about this. I've actually gotten a few compliments. I think it was because my upper lip was so small before. Have you gotten any insults yet? <laughs> um, yeah, booty hole lips. Oh I get that God. a lot. <laughs> but it's not that big. I only call them booty hole lips because you called them booty hole lips. I think they. <laughs> oh, so you're no. just reading yourself out here. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Same old, same old. Just here. I know, just the another day-to-day. week, uh, bringing you the best in horror podcasting. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, and of course, we've obviously changed our day. It's Friday, pumpkin. Oh yes, this is the first day that um, we are now. On Friday, this is now called Fear the Talking Queer Fridays. That it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, this had to be done because we have some crazy ass schedules now that you're back at work. And yeah, I, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I, people have just been busier. Yeah, you know, vaccines are rolling out. People are more required to... Um, do things now and so <laughs> people are getting comfortable yeah so it's hard to schedule yourself accordingly yeah so we the best course of action for us to continue to get episodes out was to change the day so i know some people found it a slight inconvenience but um you know oh what? my god are you talking about isaac <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna name any names but um <laughs> isaac is so ridiculous um, I'm yeah, but no, yeah. If this has uh, caused some kind of inconvenience in the your listening schedule, we are so sorry. But, uh, but honestly, there are so many great podcasts that have new episodes on Wednesdays, and you can just wait for us until Friday. Of course, yeah. There's so many. There's so many fish in the sea, and yeah. Um, we Do they all taste great? No. No. But, hey. And speaking <laughs> of fish, have you seen Sea Spiracy yet? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yeah. Remember we were talking about it. Did we? It's, yeah, we talked about it briefly, briefly. Like, oh, yes, okay. Remember, yes. yeah, that is that awful. Will, it's horrible, and you know, so maybe plenty of fish in the sea isn't the greatest metaphor because um, the there fish are in any. danger. <laughs> yeah, they're in yeah. danger of not being any more fish, so leave them alone. <laughs> Literally, they projected that in like thirty years we will not have life in the oceans that is fucking crazy and that's so, so scary and scary and hopefully the the push that some of y'all need to reconsider your uh your carnivorous diet i guess it's yeah like a, um i know i have because even for me like when i consider not eating meat i'm like maybe i'll be a pescatarian but after seeing that i'm oh, like no. Uh, yeah no you want some that's my last resort you want some gray salmon injected with food coloring to make it look absolutely appetizing? not and i love sushi so this that that was really upsetting but honestly like it's for the best like the more you know yeah but bitch i just 
had the fucking greatest vegan sushi ever the other day. So it's not. There are some great options out there. Cause. It's no. not a lost cause. Like you can still enjoy the things you like while eating with a conscious environmental mind. And yeah, so- because honestly, we need to start getting responsible because this world is just deteriorating. Honestly. So, um, you know, on a different note. <laughs> on, the, on that note. <laughs> on that note, uh, we thought today we would talk a little bit about our ho- our experience in hotels. And both of us have, have like a different experience in hotels, but... Um, mm-hmm. why don't you why don't you tell your connection to the hotel world? Okay, well, I used to work in the hotel industry. So what do they call that? Um, hospitality. Oh yeah. Um, I've gotten five star training. Like my customer service skills are on point, but do I like providing customer service? Absolutely not. Because <laughs> um, people are but the worst. People are the worst. Um, but I worked up here in the Napa Valley doing hospitality and I worked in reservations. I've worked at the front desk. So I've had some run-ins and some, um, some, I've had some interesting stories come my way about like this kind of stuff. So, um, I worked at these very bougie restaurants, restaurants, bitch. I never worked at a restaurant. Oh my God. Lucky. (laughs) Cut that out. Cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) So I worked at these very, like, exclusive, like, we're talking, like, $3,000 a night. Like, starting rate is, like, seven twenty-five a night, and finishing rate is, like, three dollars to $4,000 a night. Well. Hold on. Shut up! Customer service right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, I've booked Paula Abdul's room. Ooh, hey, straight up. Right? I did sign a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't say what hotels I worked at that I booked these people, but... Uh, Would that still hold up? I mean, you don't work there anymore. No, I don't work there anymore. Okay, so she booked her room under the this, the name Betty Crocker. Dead. Oh my god. Betty Crocker. Um, I booked Jennifer Lopez's room. Yes! Yep, I booked her and her kids. It was for Ryan Seacrest's birthday. Um, he had his birthday party here in Napa. Um, at an exclusive resort called Meadowood, of which where I worked, and so there were all these rooms booked for just for his event. So we had to like go in and like fill these, you know, rooms with right. his famous friends. So Jennifer Lopez was one of them, and she booked her room under a name like Pinky Tescadorio or something. Oh my God, that's a famous name. How? Why do I know that name? Is it? Hold on, let me Google this real quick. Pinky Tescadero. That's somebody. Pinky Tescadero. Pinky Tuscadero. Uh, oh, she was a character on Happy Days. Okay, that's she, where she booked she, her room under. And she had romantic feelings for the Fonz, aka oh. Principal Hembry. <laughs> Principal Hembry. Uh, that is so random. Why would she book her? I have no Whatever. idea. <laughs> um, also, I did not have a run in with these people, but. At one point, the exclusive rooms were rented out by a famous trio. Can you guess who? They're all blonde. The Cheetah Girls. Oh my god, no. (laughs) No, no, they're all blonde. They're all actresses. Some of them have Oscars. Well, one has an Oscar, the other two don't. Oh my god, blonde trio. One has an Oscar. That would be... One has an Oscar, one's Hollywood royalty, one stopped acting. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Oh, uh... 
I'm so embarrassed. What? Who is it? Cameron Diaz. Oh, yes, of um, course. Reese Witherspoon and Drew Barrymore. What? Are you serious? That yes. Drew Barrymore booked a stay at your hotel. Yes, and among the staff, um, there was this uh, somebody from room service said that they went and took this buffet of food to their room that they ordered, and they were high as fuck. <laughs> oh my god! Even Drew, I thought she was like, I don't do that stuff anymore. She she might have not been, but the other two were definitely they said that there was definitely they were definitely under the influence. Oh my god! And, it seemed, and the Reese. room kind of smelled like weed. Southern yeah. lady, I bet it was just Cameron. She was like, I'm gonna blaze it up. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, this was pre, like, babies. Well, pre Cameron's baby. Actually, I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't know the timeline of that one. Um, I've also booked Zoe Kravitz's room. Yes, Catwoman. Love her, Catwoman. And I, when I worked at retail in a hotel, one time I came across um, Jessica oh, Alba. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, you said Jessica Alba. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Queen she of came the in company. with this old enormous pink sweater on and uh these huge sunglasses and everybody you know everybody was so nervous but i was like i don't give a fuck i'm and then sure she she's very in. kind i could imagine she's, her being anything crazy fine like she walked in and like um i said hi good morning she goes morning i said how are you she's like good and then she, oh my god ah <laughs> oh, famous but I treated her like I would treat anybody else. Yeah. What the hell are you doing in here? <laughs> yeah. Get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, so my experience with hotels is that I was on a national tour three years in a row during the holiday season. And mm. uh, I so I was in a new hotel sometimes almost every night. Um, we, oh, my was, God. Yeah, it was pretty rough. But um, national tour, my ass, bitch. You were hooking. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I was just hitchhiking across America, um, <laughs> staying in motel to motel, <laughs> truck stop to truck stop. Yes, <laughs> cardo to cardo. <laughs> um, but so yeah, so I've seen plenty of hotel in my day, and some on tour depending on where you are Mm. mostly some are very nice and other times they're very disgusting and so like we like when you're in maybe like a little more impoverished area or just a smaller area the hotels aren't great um Uh and so i'm just like thinking of like a few like horror stories i can remember like one time i think we were in uh i think it was casper wyoming if you ever have the chance to go to Casper, Wyoming, like, don't do it. Like, oh my god. Um, what if one of our listeners is from there? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, run for your life. <laughs> There's so much <laughs> life outside of there. No, it was fine. Like, the, I don't know. I started having anxiety about being in Casper, Wyoming, just because I was like, "There's nothing here. What if something happened, and I needed to be rushed?" you know to a hospital do they even have one i don't even know that's like how it felt oh that's a scary thought it was just like the isolation was like triggering my anxiety but um so you were turning into the shining yeah but (laughs) yes and uh i don't know you just like open the doors and you would find like one girl found hair all over her floor (gasps) oh my Um, god uh and another girl found pipe cleaners everywhere and dirty rags like 
And then a lot of these places had fucking bugs, which is the worst. One time we were in a La Quinta. Like I said, not always, you don't always get the best accommodations <laughs> on these tours. Some places we did, but one time we were in a La Quinta and I think it was Galveston, Texas. Yikes. And one of my favorite stories is one of the girls in the morning took her little shower and then, you know, they provide blow dryers like most hotel motels do. Right. And she got the blow dryer, she turned it on, and a cockroach flew out of it <laughs> onto her. Just, oh my God. just shot her with a cockroach out of the Not a roach, bitch. Oh I would fucking sue. Scream. I would scream and I oh would. Oh my God. <laughs> like, what the hell? That is, that is the type of shit that only happens in fucking movies. Yes, but it happened. And it was... Oh my God. I, I wasn't there to see it. But she was damn sure traumatized. Oh, but I bet. People were crying. People would be like, I can't stay here when we would be in like really horrible hotels and motels. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. Like, I can't sleep here. Yeah. It was, oh my God. So, that is so bad. Yeah. But there's some Ew. nice, I've like, there were some really nice hotel... Oh, my God. Funny. <laughs> I have a hilarious story now. Okay. Oh, my God. So, again, we're in hotels every night, right? New hotels. We'd be on a yeah. bus for six hours, eight hours, whatever, and then be in a new hotel. After a while, they start blurring together, right? And, and oh. like, the layout of a hotel is usually pretty... Uh, Pretty base standard, standard, standard yeah. right? You walk in, and then there's beds, and then you know, depending, if there's usually a restroom or something. Mm-hmm. So we get to this one hotel, and this one was slightly different. It's like when you walked in, there was a little seating area with like a coffee table, and then like a little half wall, and then the two beds. Okay, right. Yes. So, so so when you first walk through the door, it was the bathroom to the left. Then this little seating area with a coffee table and a little couch and then two beds. Okay. So, uh, one, I was in the middle of the night. I'm probably exhausted from traveling and performing. I, uh, wake up in the middle of the night to use the restroom. So I go, I get out of my bed and I go pee and then I start and I don't turn on the lights cause I have a, a roommate on tour. Right. And I don't want to wake him up. And he's also like the lightest sleeper in the world, right? Anytime I make any little noise, he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I'm fine. That's how, and I, he'd been my roommate for two years on tour, so I know exactly what. So I, so I, um, I, get, I go to the restroom, and I come out, and my eyes are closed. I don't turn on any of the lights. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to jump onto the bed. And I, <laughs> and I hmm. don't make it to the beds because I forget uh. what the hotel room looks like. And I turn and I jump onto the bed and full on slam onto the coffee table <laughs> that is oh. that was there. Knocked the ice bucket off. Literally, <laughs> I'm like, you know when you're like half asleep and you're like, yes. and can you imagine? Like I full on jumped onto a coffee table like. All, on all fours, crashed. I'm you didn't break it. Me too. I like hurt my wrist, but I like crashed onto there. I was like on the ground. I was like, oh my god! And, like thinking that my roommate, <laughs> who is an incredibly light sleeper, would be like, are you okay? I look over. He's all. <sighs> I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like rolling on the ground in, in a bucket of ice. 
after <laughs> all the lights are off and I <laughs> just fucking jumped onto the coffee table instead of the bed, which was in the next section. Like, oh, is that a fucking my God. stupid? That is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have seen that. I wish I had it recorded because that is hilarious. Like half asleep, just going back to my bed. Did it make a big ass noise? Oh yes, it crashed. <laughs> I knocked the ice bucket over. Ice <laughs> flew everywhere. Oh my god, it was a hilarious. That but is I, but so I, like, I hurt my wrist. I'm like roll, like rolling on the ground, like in in a daze because I was half asleep. You know, it's like one of those things, like when you like you wake up half asleep and you're like trying to open your eyes because you don't want to wake yourself up too much. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. And so it was a shock to my system. Oh my God. When, when, because Andre and I have both worked in hospitality a lot, like we only used to stay at like decent hotels. Like uh, they had some Your standards like, were high. Hilton's and stuff like that. So it was like always like nice, nice hotels, but like, you know, just regular. But yeah. definitely no motels or like little shady. Yeah. Little, oh my gosh. Budget one. I know. So we have like a row of them uh, down the street from me because right down the street from me is Knott's Berry Farm, which is, oh, yeah. um, you know, an amusement park here in Orange County. And right behind it, for some reason, there's just like a row of just motels pretty much that resemble the, the motel in the film we're doing today, Vacancy. Just like oh, trashy God. hooker hotels. Just a row oh, of them. I love that. And um, I've always been curious. I'm like, I just want to stay in one just for one night. Would I survive? Just, <laughs> what would I hear? Just to see if you could survive the night. What would that experience be? Who would my neighbors be? You might hear screaming, yelling, fucking, murdering, drugging. Fucking, murdering, yeah. Dr- <laughs> <laughs> Drug <real>. deals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Porn, like, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, like, uh, 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 through the walls. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just walk in, there's just a whole midsummer ceremony going on. Ew. Ew. Oh my god, that'd be so scary. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, this is so hot. Some fucking Cecil Hotel S- shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> um, so I think that gets us right into our movie this week, which is the 2007 horror thriller Vacancy. Yes. And this movie is uh, set at a motel in the middle of fucking nowhere. I know. Uh, do you even know where this movie takes place? Uh, the duh. Mo- by the mountains. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mountains. <laughs> by, close to Downey. You know, wherever that okay. is. Okay, right, exactly. I mean, my dad lives in Downey, but that's in L.A. That's nowhere near the fucking mountains of the forest. So, um, I don't know where they are. Are they in California? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe next to it. Who knows? I don't know. That's besides the point. Yeah, besides <laughs> the point. But um, this is a fun little romp. It's a quick movie, short movie. And so, uh, let's get right into it. To the point. Yes. So, this is Vacancy. Vacancy, released in 2007, written by Mark L. Smith, directed by Nimrod Antal. What the hell did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> Nimrod. Wow. Nimrod. I know. I that think is a new name. I think he's Hungarian. Okay. Nimrod Antal. Nimrod. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But mm-hmm. his name is Nimrod. Oh, 
You know what I was going to say before we go any further? Every story I told in the beginning of this episode about all those celebrities is all alleged. I have no idea if any of those are true. I wasn't there. I don't know anything. Got it. Yeah, we're not not TMZ over here. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to get sued for defamation of character. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon's like, what the fuck do you say about me? I've never smoked marijuana. I've never done that before in my life. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our film begins on a dark mountain road. Did I say that right? You said our film begins on a dark mountain road. Sorry. (laughs) That is what it says. So you were not wrong. (laughs) Your eyes are working. That is correct. Okay, perfect. Okay, hold on. Our film begins on a dark mountain road where a married couple, David, played by Luke Wilson, and Amy, played by Kate Beckinsale, are returning home after a family event. As David is driving and Amy sleeps in the passenger seat, their car spins off the road when David is startled by a raccoon in the middle of the street. Everything seems okay and they continue. We learn that David and Amy are rapidly approaching the end of their marriage barely even able to communicate without jabbing at one another. When David brings up their son, Amy refuses to talk about him, insinuating that he has passed away. After arguing over which direction to drive, the car begins to experience some mechanical issues, causing them to pull into a gas station and garage. They are startled by the mechanic, played by Ethan Embry, who confirms Amy's claim that they've been driving in the wrong direction. After looking under the hood, he tells them that their mechanical issue is minor, and they should make it home just fine. They make it about two miles down the road before the car breaks down. (laughs) Dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Lost and with no cell phone reception, uh, they decide to walk back to the gas station, which is also connected to the Pinewood Motel. When they enter the motel lobby, they become concerned when they hear the screams of a woman coming from a door behind the desk. When David rings the bell on the counter, they are greeted by the manager, Mason, played by Frank Whaley, who assures him the screams are coming from the television. He tells them the mechanic won't be back until the morning, and the closest garage is 20 miles away. Mason also tells them that his only working phone is a payphone located in the parking lot. He is able to convince David and Amy to purchase a night's stay in the hotel. After taking David's driver's license as a deposit, he wishes them a good night. Oh, and a good night they had the end. <laughs> yeah. What a pleasant movie. Yeah, so what do you rate this? <laughs> <laughs> Two out of five. Yeah. Um, so, okay. This movie begins with our bickering married couple. Woof, and are they ever... These two are mean to each other. Yeah. They're like these mean. Are some f- and I think that the writing is pretty good because you yeah. feel it. Like you feel this tension going on. Right. And I think that's a cool place to start with our couple. I think it makes it a little more um, u- unique. Yeah. Unique to the story. Like it could just be, you know, average happy couple, blah, 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 going on a dr- drive. But I think it does add a little layer of something else to these characters like we have a starting point where we where it can only go up you know or something or the, you know there's yeah. somewhere to go 
with them. Right. And it does become interesting as the story unfolds, like the choices they make considering everything that we start off with. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, so they are very unhappy with each other. Um, Amy is, she just, she can't stand the sound of it, of David's voice and in I don't want to say he's necessarily trying but he she definitely shuts him down a little more than he yeah than she's he, she, not receptive to him at all yeah and especially because he like brings up their son like he's like randomly trying to I don't know maybe use that as a way to connect with reminisce her like yeah let's or... reminisce about our son for a minute and she's like please don't like I'm not going to talk to you to you about him right now and it's like yeah. oh it's like what is that story like what it, it, it is intriguing because you're like what happened what what is this trauma that they have I know once we find out how the son passed away I'm like oh my god I mean no wonder they're taking it differently like yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of blame it feels like it's like a blame, blame. yeah because it seems like it was and like it sort of slowly unravels throughout the film but um yeah it seems like it was like an accident that happened that involved Amy maybe not being present Putting, or you know or, yeah. or, or like being conscious of what her child was doing which led to him being killed. It sounds like they had a gate on the top of the stairs yeah. and she forgot to put it up and he fell down the stairs and died. Yeah. And so the way they're the way they are taking the way they're grieving over this death is completely different because she is in a completely different mindset because she's blaming herself and anybody would. Right, of <laughs> course. And so her her reaction isn't it isn't out of the norm. Like I think that some everybody would act like this. It just sucks that it totally that it, it affects their marriage in a way because they're not able to reconcile it. I don't know if she's blaming herself and she if she's like convinced herself that he also blames her. And he's like, I'm just trying to move on and like remember the good times. And she's like, Well, that's not fucking possible for everybody. And that's uh, that's rough. That's She's a rough spot. Probably to be just in. trying to like erase it from her mind. Yeah, but which makes sense, right? But it seems like she's like masking it with I don't know substances. Not that she's yeah. like a, not that she's like a drug addict or anything. But he does some like some zannies. Like, yeah, he makes some comments about her. You know, uh, taking some sort of Prozac Zoloft cocktail or something like to mm-hmm. to deal, but I mean that's traumatizing for a that's for a parent, for a mom, for for anybody, and of course I'm sure he's very traumatized too. But maybe she's a little more emotional driven, and he's a little more head driven, and so he's like maybe his train of thought is like, like we can't change it at this point. We can't change what happened. We can only move forward. And she's just not ready. And so that's an interesting yeah. place to just take off of this movie. I feel like The Strangers maybe took a little little page out of this book, starting us off with an unhappy yes. couple. Um, yeah, I was thinking that too. Not that they copied, but I was like, I was like, this is, I was like, I forget this is kind of like The Strangers. Similar setup, yeah. Yeah, a little. For sure. Right. And both of them are great because. I don't know. I feel like it gives us a good starting off point. We can talk a little bit later about whether it's necessarily the healthiest thing that happens later on, but yeah. we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. So um, we have this, uh, one of my favorites, an animal in the road trope. Love when that <laughs> happens. Uh, you know, those pesky animals are always in the fucking street. 
fucking raccoon. I know. I mean, would you? I don't know if I would. Would I swerve? I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel like I would sometimes just. Sometimes it's just too late. Yeah, it's just too late. I almost. We almost ran over a squirrel the other day. But it was like it just ran out and we were going too fast to just be swerving out of the, of the way. Right. One time I was mm. in Florida and this is the most Florida thing ever. I think my Uber ran over an iguana in the middle of the street. I was like, oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just Florida. Tropical. And <laughs> iguanas yeah. everywhere. I thought you were going to say a fucking alligator. <laughs> I mean, it, maybe it could have been. That's what I call him. I see anytime I see an iguana ever, I'm like, oh my god, it's a dinosaur. That's what I think it yeah. is. Ooh, a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so unfortunately for them, that causes a little bit of a mechanical issue with their car. You know, which leads them to the most inconvenient place, which is this garage slash motel. And in this garage slash excuse me, garage slash motel. Inside this garage tent. They uh, meet this mechanic played by Ethan Embry. And I uh, love Ethan Embry. I know. What he doesn't work enough anymore. No, he doesn't. I love him in Grace and Frankie. I don't know about this movie, it's a very small role. Right. Um, yeah. Empire Records. Like I like his work. Yeah, yeah. He's like wasn't he in Can't Hardly Wait? Wasn't he like the, the main Yeah. Movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, love him. And uh, so he's playing this, his character's literally named The Mechanic. He doesn't have a character name in this. Yikes. It's okay. But (laughs) so he sort of gives him some bad, or not bad advice, but he's like, oh, uh, let me look under your hood. I'm thinking like, I would be looking under the hood with this person. I don't think I would ever trust anybody just... For sure. Just I would I would be like, what's the problem? Like I want to see for myself. I don't think I would ever just sit my ass in the car and be like, this person will deal with it. Yeah. What's happening over there? Yeah, no. <laughs> That's fucking rude. Especially in the middle of nowhere. Like fuck that. Yeah. Seriously. I, we've seen enough movies to know where this is going. Yeah, maybe that's their problem. Maybe they just haven't watched enough movies. No. So then, um, you know, he he gives them some uh, fucking like bootsy ass directions I'm like I'm already bad with directions but if somebody was like yeah and then go here and turn up the trees and do this I'd be like I'm not I'm not getting anywhere I'm never gonna find this no when he started saying landmarks yeah. you're gonna see two trees I'm like it is the middle of the night yeah how am I gonna, gonna be see seeing that? no trees I'm already stupid enough that I can't even read this map you think I'm gonna be able to fucking follow those directions and you can tell he's full of shit because just the way he's explaining it and he's just like randomly pointing at the map, like doing circles and triangles. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't trust it. You need to write this down. No. I'd be like, <laughs> I need it in the dumbest layman's term ever. After he's done describing everything, you're like, okay, so wait, do I go this way or do I go that, that way? That would literally be me. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, wait, hold on real quick. When <laughs> I'm so Start I, have over. The, I have the worst sense of direction in the world. Yeah, like ever. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, so, and you know how I know that the mechanic is evil right from the bat? Ooh. Because he gives him a fucking sparkler at a gas station. What <gasps> kind of psychopath that is, sinister. is trying to blow my ass up at the gas station by lighting oh. a fucking sparkler next oh, to no, gasoline? Yeah. 
I think about that when I go to like the fucking gas stations and I see the employees walk out to take a fucking smoke break. No. I'm like, Bitch, you need to go across the street yes, with I'm that not- fucking cigarette. Yeah, I'm not trying to blow up like Elvira, okay? (laughs) 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 That's too scary. I was like, oh my god, he's fucking evil. He's trying to kill them right from the bat. He's not even hiding it. I know. What is the deal with the sparkler anyway? I don't know. Does it signify anything? Like, what is going on? No. It seems like it may add, like, a layer of tension because he's like, oh, your sparkler. Like, David kind of teases her about having this sparkler. And I'm like, what was she supposed to do? Be like, no, thank you? Like, okay, sure. Ew, put that out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I think it was like, it's like a good visual moment where they're, like, driving and she's, like, kind of, like, deadpan looking out the window, holding the sparkler, like... It's kind of a, it's yeah. like visually, it's like a little pleasing, it's, but it's really unnecessary. Pleasing. But maybe it's, yeah. just, it's just supposed to signify that this man is nice and trustworthy, I feel like. Like, oh, sparklers, oh. sparklers are cute, and you know, kids play with them on the 4th of July. Like, I'm innocent. <laughs> like, that's, I'm assuming, yeah. what it is. I'm just an all American mechanic. I'm an all American mechanic, and my name is The Mechanic. You can see it right there on my birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> So clearly he does something to their car yeah. to sabotage it because right. they fucking make it not a, no more than two miles before they're fucking breaking down. Yeah, exactly. Like Their car was like just kind of making noises and now it's just full on fucked up. It's all fucked up. And uh, I think I would have spent the night in the car. I was done. Thinking, my movie's yeah. over. I mean, yeah, I was thinking that too. But I mean, if they're killing the car, if they, I mean, uh, eventually they would probably, I mean... Yeah, probably go get them, right? I mean, oh, is there yeah, only they do I mean, do that? I mean, is there only hope that they that they would come back? And if they don't come back, then it's like, well, we missed one, or is it like, all right, well, I'm gonna bring them back? Yeah, I know their car broke down. Where are they? Where are they? Go get them! <laughs> they sound, why are we making them sound like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre people? They're not at all. I know they're not even backwards. <laughs> yeah, at all. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> then we meet Mason, who is so weird. So obviously they end up going back and seeing if the mechanic is still around. Right. Not. Yeah. So then they go to this ho- this motel, and Mason is freaky. Well, he's like listening to somebody screaming, but I feel like I can relate because many times I've watched somebody <laughs> murdered on my t- you know, my TV very loudly, yeah. and I get self conscious because I live in a you know in a townhouse complex where yeah. uh, anybody walk with their children outside my window in like the shared common space is probably hearing people being murdered every week right here for oh. Fear the Talking Queers. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> but like, so like they enter this lobby and it's like obviously a reference to Psycho. Oh, I forgot to mention that the opening credits themselves yeah. are literally Psycho. Yeah, it's just like Psycho and the the music is very, it just feels very classic, like a classic score. Yeah, totally. But I also like yeah, it because the score it's is vi- very psycho. And it's very quick. And like, it's like the tempo of the score is really quick, which I think for me clues us in that this is going to be a quick paced movie. And it is. Yeah. Very yeah, fast. It, it, suspenseful. It ends as quickly as it starts. Yeah. Right, totally. Suspenseful. It's going to be quick. And that's exactly what it is. So good on. I like the opening sequence a lot. 
Um, so yeah, so we have the Psycho Motel, even down to the fucking taxidermied birds, right? Did you see those? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they knew they know where their roots are in this ho- yeah. hotel esque movie. And it kind of gives us a sense that this is going to be more thriller heavy than like hostile. Like, you know, I'm thinking of the movies at the time, like Saw and Hostile and things like that. Like, I think it's steering us, even from the opening credits, like steering us away from that into a more Hitchcockian. Totally, because torture porn was was the thing in 2007. And I'm glad that this movie didn't go that direction, that they made it a little more classic. Which I appreciate. Yeah. It's a classic suspense. And um, that's exciting because I don't think we... There's not necessarily a lot of gore, and but it's still effective. And um, it works for there's me. There's just enough. Just, just enough. enough. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And so then, like, this this stuff that happens with Mason. Like, so many red, red flags right from the top. Oh, my God. His no, demeanor. Cash only. Excuse me. No right. phone? Are you joking? Oh, no. Right away, I wrote down. I'm like, red flags, not using credit cards, because now my body can't be tracked yes. with my credit card No purchases. paper trail at all. This place is sketch as fuck, right? Oh, no credit cards? Oh, excuse me. I need to take your driver's license as, um, as a deposit? No. Who does that? Does that happen? At hotels, motels, Holiday Inn? No. I mean, you take it down. I, I think when you do check in, at, sometimes they do take the license and just like put in the um, sure. driver's license but number you sometimes. Ain't, you ain't or gonna just keep to match it. it with the credit card, but I'm not keeping it, no. No. What are they going to do? And I'm kind of thinking like that they kind of make that a moment and he's like, I'm not going to steal anything. And he's like... Sorry, rules are rules. And I'm like, okay, what are they going to do with the driver's license? Yeah, that is just weird. I don't know. I mean, like, what is the... What is I the mean, l- I guess they keep it because the ultimate goal is to murder these people. And maybe, right. But then maybe she still has hers because, like, wouldn't they take hers? But it's like... Just that there's no loopholes. Like, no evidence can be found. But no. I mean, if they true. whether they murdered him in the room with his driver's license or he had it behind the desk, what's the difference? I don't know. Maybe it's not as big a deal as I, as I think it is. But it's just it just adds to the sort of creepiness of it, the control of it. Um, the control, yeah. I'm not feeling it. I am not, not feeling, feeling it. There's something, there's something afoot. Yes, a big fucking foot. <laughs> a big fucking foot. <laughs> so uh, let's find out what that is. Okay, wait. Before we move on, I feel like. We just need to talk about this right away. I think that now that I know what I know, I feel like the tension I was feeling in the beginning of this movie was not from the writing, but it was from Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson hating each other's guts. Oh, (laughs) yes. This is probably one of my favorite parts about the production of this film was that not only were they playing it in the movie, but Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson actually hated each other. Yes, there was tension on set because he would show up hungover, <sighs> late, unprepared. Bullshit. Like, what is going on? I'm telling you. I mean, look, he's a fucking... I guess at the time, he would be considered A-list. And, you know, people like that have a lot of yes people around them. So he probably had an Enablers. entitlement issue. 
I could see yeah. him like feeling like, oh, it doesn't matter. I can come whenever I want. You know, they're going to wait for me. Yeah. And that sucks for her, who obviously on the other side of that was coming prepared to work and then had to deal. Like, it is the yeah. bare minimum as an actor to show up and know your fucking lines. Oh my God. I mean, is that asking for too much? Is that asking for too much, <laughs> Luke Wilson? Are you kidding me? Fucking coming over, hungover. It's like, I'm just here. Okay, to, who I'm, are you, Lindsay Lohan? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, look, I'm just here to make a fucking movie. I'm here to do my job. And I, the fact that I have to deal with your late ass who doesn't know what he's doing, it fucking puts a strain on all of us. It does. And to further complicate things, he refused to be standing there if he wasn't being shown on screen. So they would use a stand-in for Kate to work with. Right. And she said, well, fuck you. I'm not going to do that either. (laughs) In fact, I'm I'm not even going to send my stand-in. I'm going to send a picture of myself that says, read your lines to this. It will be better for the both of us. Oh! No, I feel like she probably said it much cooler. Read your lines. It'll be better for the both of us. Yeah. She's, she's so Read sassy. your lines to this. It'll be better for the both of us. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking cocksucker. She didn't write that part, but... Um, she put, fuck you, Luke Wilson. Yeah, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I shan't ever work with you again. I shan't. <laughs> but yeah, so the tension is real y'all yeah but you know what maybe it made for a better viewing experience for us as the audience to see this tension in between them of course because it it felt real probably because they actually hated each other's guts and um that's beautiful filmmaking right there (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on all right when they enter the room they're horrified by how disgusting and unsanitary (laughs) it is oh my god l The sink water runs brown, and there are cockroaches on the wall. Amy decides to sleep on top of the covers in her clothes. David apologized to Amy for not listening to her directions, and they have a brief moment of not bickering. However, Amy rejects David after he touches her leg. They are interrupted by a phone call with no one on the other line and loud banging on the door. When David opens the door, there's also nobody present. David realizes the banging is coming from the room connected to theirs and attempts to confront the bangers, but nobody responds. When he goes to the front desk to complain, Mason assures them that nobody has checked into the room next to them and that it's potentially a drifter who has crawled in through the window. He tells David he'll take care of it and takes a gun off the wall. David returns to the room and tells Amy that the manager will take care of it. In an attempt to unwind, David turns on the television. With no cable, he pops in a label-less VHS from a stack on the TV and is shocked by the images. The video depicts people being murdered and tortured in a hotel room eerily similar to the one they are currently in. He checks the vents and finds cameras which seem to be recording them. Just then, the power begins to turn off and on, and the loud banging on the doors returns. They attempt to flee through the bathroom window, but it is nailed shut, trapping them. Amy then notices an apple she was eating in the car has mysteriously appeared in the restroom. Ooh. Ooh. Amping up, amping up. Amping up. up. So, yes, we have disgusting hotel room. 
it seems like the one that I was in in Galveston. <laughs> Just like the one I was in in Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> they need to get their shit together. This is disgusting. Ew, oh my god, when she like turns on the light and doesn't see that there's a cockroach literally like inches from her hand, I want to die. Ew, I know. And then it crawls under the rug in the bathroom. Ew. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Like, and I and David is still happy-go-lucky at this point. Like, he's like, it's fine. Like, we're gonna leave in the morning. It's like, this is not fine. Yeah. Where is this fine? No. Where are the free samples of shampoo? Where are... <laughs> where's the free bottle of water? These are necessary things. Right. Where are the amenities? For a, a motel experience, where's the spa? Where is the... <laughs> where's the spa? Where's my relief? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, what is that? Charm school. Yes, charm Flavor school. Flavor of love. Yes, <laughs> hottie. Shatar, when they hike two miles up the fucking road and she thinks they're going to a spa, but it's just a campsite. <laughs> Where's the spa? Where's my relief? <laughs> uh, shout out to Hottie. Hey, girl. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, so that's already horrifying enough, okay? And, um, you know, they try. David tries. He's, like, trying to to be nice with her you know but play. then he touches her leg and like what is going on and here she's like, ew don't touch me freak no she doesn't say that but <laughs> she's like no no we're not doing that like just cause you can be civil with somebody doesn't mean like you're about to knock boots yeah. with them right I don't yeah. know I don't know that if that's was definitely a... expected but like uh, I was thinking like this is like a sexual advance like the leg I could see if it was like the shoulder like yeah like it's all right. Or like a or like a, a beep boop on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to be totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the appropriate way to handle this situation. <laughs> David? Our son is dead, but you will get over it. <laughs> yes. I believe in David? you. <laughs> David. <laughs> and then this shit starts hitting the fan. When people start banging oh, yeah. on doors... I get scared mm. when anybody bangs on my door. Amazon, my anybody. I get. I always like. It's so scary. I know. I love how they play with this idea too. Like at first they think it's outside of the door and then no one's there, and then they realize it's coming from the door that's connecting these two rooms. That is horrifying. That is always a scary door in a hotel because like. I don't know. I always... Even when they open it and there's a second door, I'm I mean, like, oh no 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 no. That's no, how it no, always no, is. No. That's like a normal design of a hotel. You think you're just going to open I've a door and go right into somebody else's room? That I don't know where you've been staying, <laughs> but I've never, I've never even been in a hotel room where <laughs> there is a door leading to another room. Okay, unless that's it's fair. like the master suite. That's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But yes, in the poor kind of motel. You open a door. There's never. usually a, the other person also has to open the door in never, order for never. the rooms to be connected. <laughs> because if one person opens the door and all of a sudden you can get into the other room, that's not cool. No, as soon as I stopped working in hospitality and was not afforded the luxury hotels, said five my ass only. was in Airbnbs. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. then forget it. Totally. I totally. will never. <laughs> yeah, that this may- will never happen to me. <laughs> that may- <laughs> That makes sense. That makes sense. 
but yeah, so they're like banging on the door. It's getting a little crazy. David over there being a man trying to fucking threaten these people. Yeah. I'm like, he does not seem threatening to me. I know. Like, Do you know? No. Like, yeah. Luke Wilson is not threatening. Like he's like such a dweeb. He is. I don't even think he's cute. He's not cute. And to be honest, he's also not very good in this movie. I will personally say, I don't think his acting, I don't think he's meant for this type of film. I feel like he's meant for you like know, average everyday guy who just talks like this and everything. Yeah. Like that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes, Billy Loomis <laughs> in Stab. <laughs> I just think of him as like the idiot that Cameron Diaz dates in in Charlie's Angels. So like, yeah, those are. Oh yeah, that was his lane. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I would say that I would I appreciate him trying something different. But then he came in acting like a like he was fucking better than everybody else, coming in late and everything. Right. So I don't have any problem criticizing him for this performance because it is not great. On that note, too, and I, I do, I, I'll just say that this is probably because of the behind-the-scenes drama. I don't think this is Kate Beckinsale's best performance, either. Uh, it's not, but she's astronomically better than him. Yeah, yeah, she's better than him, but, I like, there were some things that she would do, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not convinced that she's in this situation. Hmm. All right, that's fair. But, but I, I, just, I, know, yeah. I just love her so much. I think she's so amazing. You, yeah, I love her, yeah. She's yeah. gorgeous. She's, great. she's beautiful. She's great. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I love her Instagram presence. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you're oh. missing out, because she's hysterical, and she actually posted... Um, I think not back in November, she posted a picture from this movie of her and Luke looking out like the garage. I, mean, I think it was the garage or maybe it was the hotel window. And it was like a quarantine reference. And she's like, are we safe to go out yet? And it's just or, and it's just like, also, I don't know where she's like, Luke Wilson is not with me right now. She's like, I don't know where he is or something like that. It's like really silly. Yeah. But her. I don't know. And I don't care. Yeah. F- <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> he can fuck right <laughs> off. <laughs> American bitch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and um, I don't know. I just her, her. She's just really witty. She's like has a really dry wit, like about her. And um, so follow yeah. her on Instagram because Kate Beckinsale is hilarious and gorgeous. Oh, and I can't believe I, that she dated Pete Davidson. What was she thinking? Oh my god, that's right. She can do better. I re- that just happened. Yeah. Oh God. I mean. Yeah, she's. She was trying maybe something he's new. Funny. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she liked his personality, but he literally looks like a Q-tip sometimes, like a. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> a dirty one. Yeah, dirty Q-tip. <laughs> so also, there's one thing about this scene that always like trips me up. I'm like, there's a phone in there, in their room. It's ringing. But and it, it rings. So it does work. Yeah, who so the that's fuck not is, the only working yeah, phone. It's not the only working phone. Is it only connected to the manager's office? Then why didn't he tell them they had a phone? I don't know. I would be mad the second I saw it. I feel like also that the phone lines are obviously rigged totally. to just go in circles. Yeah. So maybe it, it wouldn't be a working phone. Yeah. But then does the pay phone work? That's true. Who knows? No, the payphone doesn't work. I don't know, this is like all pay- one big game. Yeah, this is all... It's scary. Right, and because it is all the centerpiece for the production of some high-quality snuff films. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And even they place those very cleverly. Like, okay, they're going to know that there's no cable, and then they're going to put these VHSs in. Yeah, probably hoping watch. it's porn, and it's not. It's um, no. people being tortured and murdered, and it's actually pretty scary. Like, that first one that it's pops scary. up. This is scary. When it pops up, and it's like that dead man's body and he's like purple and he's like being strangled it's like oh god yeah those those snuff films and apparently on the dvd like the original dvd version they have like the full videos of each of these scenes yeah i remember watching them oh my god you are a sick bitch i'm a psycho (laughs) i know i know (laughs) no they were on they were like yeah bonus features on the dvd and um no yeah so yeah, they're really, really graphic, but um, really effective. They are. And now David and Amy are the new... Tenants! They're the yeah. new stars <laughs> of the next episode of Snuff at the Pinewood Motel. <laughs> Scare B&B. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, what if this was just like a uh, scare tactics type of show that they were on? Oh my god. What if it was like the end and they're like, <laughs> Psych! <laughs> You kill people. There's a camera dead. there. There's a camera there. Yes. There's a camera there. Ashton Kutcher comes out. Hey! I can't believe you actually murdered those men. Oh my God. You really went there. Here's $10,000 bail. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, so that's that's that there it is that's what they're running yeah. from they don't want to be the next star of the next snuff film because they realize right. that all these snuff films are literally taking place in the room that they are staying in but but even before we get to that point like him complaining about the door banging to mason and mason grabs that gun off the wall it's like i am not staying at anywhere that they have usable guns <laughs> yeah. on, on the dis- wall on display <laughs> on display just willy-nilly like unless it's some like museum <laughs> hotel, motel. the Winchester <laughs> Mystery Hotel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there are guns in there. There are. If that were a hotel, then maybe it'd be appropriate. But these, like the fact that he's like, I'm gonna go show them and takes the. I'm like, no, no. Red flag, red flag, red yeah, flag. I mean, yeah. I don't think David saw that happen, but yes, if he saw that, <laughs> if I saw somebody take a gun off of a wall. Oh. I mean, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Okay, can I tell you this, though? One time I went to a Christian church, and it was just to watch this little kid's performance. Um, I'm going to say little kid. It was my godson, but it was like a little kid performance, sure. is what I meant. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and it was, you know, kind of a sketchy, a little sketchy Christian church. And I went to the bathroom, and um, I turned around, and it said... No one's taking away my guns. Oh, that's... with like an American flag and a gun, and I was like, "Whoa, um, that's yeah, not surprising." The house of the Lord. <laughs> I mean, there is, as we've seen in the most recent years of our lives, that there is a distinct connection between Christianity Politics. and gun rights. And you're not going right. to take my guns, Jesus. Let They're me not going to take them. my guns. I was like, um, yeah, the mixed messages, but uh, I and I, yeah. yeah, I didn't even want to be there, and it was just a cartoon of a gun. So yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I remember being on tour in Texas, and like every gift shop has fake guns that you just like they have pink ones because if you're a girl, you don't shoot real guns, you shoot pink guns. 
It's just yeah. crazy. It's, yeah. Right. Yeah. No girl should ever be shooting guns unless they're pink. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. The, their little delicate fingers can't even pull the trigger of real guns. Yeah. <laughs> That's like when they like... I remember Ellen. I remember she like was calling out companies like I think the that pen company because it was making pens for women and it was like are you oh fucking joking God. pens for her as if women and men need different pens right <laughs> I, oh, they just have different um, bone structures in their fingers yes exactly a pretty pink pen <laughs> yeah delicate baby pens for their delicate beautiful hands Ugh, Don't want to mess with your manicure. I know. It's fucked. It's fucked. Okay, so then we get to this point where they're freaking out. Rightfully so. And then... Uh, he finds the cameras. Uh-huh. Poses for a selfie. Just kidding. This room in the snow... Yeah, he's like... Insane. <laughs> <laughs> Pinewood Motel. Hashtag, Hashtag blue. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hashtag oh my God. This is frightening, though. Like, yeah. first of all, you're like, that kind of looks like this room. And then you go look at the vent, and there's a camera, like, refocusing. I, what would you do at that point? Because I almost feel like, instead of, like, freaking out and, like, trying to escape, I almost feel like I would try to out-crazy them. I mean... Like, you know what I mean? Or just strip sure. naked and be like, come and get me! Yeah, <laughs> are you kidding me? They'd be like, this is gold. We're making so much money from this snuff film. This bitch is also crazy, oh, yeah. and we're gonna kill him butt ass naked. Oh wait a minute, is that what they're doing? Yeah. With this, wait, yeah. Are they like selling this footage on the black market? Bitch, stop! Did, Did they explain this? Did you watch this movie? Did I miss it? Let me look at my notes. Oh my god, it's gonna. But... Come, it comes up in this next section. So shall we continue? <laughs> Oh, wait, and then the apple shows oh, up. Oh, then That's, the apple. Yeah. Which I, I, is something that I thought was going to be more important as far as, like, her having this weird thing about cutting apples with knives. But it turns out that the knife thing doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's just that she was eating an apple, and then it shows up later in the bathroom. Yeah. And it was just another reason for them to fight. Right, exactly. But I was just, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, mate, she's going to have, like, a lot of knife skills or something. <laughs> <laughs> or she's gonna have the knife on her, but no, she left it in the car. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Well. Hiya! Yeah. She fucking throws it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but never happened. Okay, let's move. God let's move on because I'm I I missed I must have missed this explanation. So let's get to it. Oh my god. Okay. David and Amy decide to take a chance and run out the front door. However, outside. They are met by two masked men with knives who chase them back towards their room. When a man attempts... (laughs) (laughs) I wrote a may instead of Amy. Pardon me. When a may... (laughs) When Amy attempts to escape out the bathroom window, she is startled by one of the masked men looking into the window. They attempt a diversion by having Amy pretend to escape the bathroom window while David makes a run for the payphone. When David reaches the phone, he is surprised to find that it is a direct line to the manager of the motel who threatens David. Suddenly, David sees an oncoming vehicle and is able to escape the booth before it is destroyed by the speeding car. The car chases him back into the hotel room where he breaks a piece of the mirror and waits with Amy to make their next move. 
we see Mason the manager watching them on a monitor from the front desk lobby. Amy, who has fallen asleep, awakes to find David watching the VHS tapes. He's attempting to study the videos in hopes of finding any mistakes. He notices that one of the killers always appears from the bathroom door. They search the bathroom and find that under the bath mat is a tunnel door. Just then, they hear a truck pulling up outside. Believing the trucker is their salvation, they begin banging on the window trying to get his attention. As he slowly approaches them, he is met by Mason and the two masked men. Hey, oh. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yes. Okay. Let me start that sentence over. <laughs> As he slowly approaches them, he is met by Mason and the two masked men who hand him a box of VHS tapes, revealing the trucker to be a customer. Yes. Oh my God. Amy and David decide to take another chance and go down into the tunnels. Blindly navigating the rat-infested catacombs, they end up coming in the room behind the front desk. (laughs) (laughs) They they came in it. <laughs> they came in it. They came in the rat infested catacombs. No, they end up coming in the room behind. <laughs> what in the hell? No, they did not do that. They end up coming up in the room behind the front desk. Oh my god. <laughs> Amy finds a working telephone and immediately calls the police. But before she can finish the call. Mason and one of the masked men, revealed to be the mechanic, burst through the door and discover the phone off the hook. The mechanic enters the tunnel while the other masked man enters the tunnel from the bathroom door. As Amy and David are being closed in on, they are able to divert into a side tunnel that leads them into the mechanic garage. Wow. Wow. Uh, This is when it gets really fucking suspenseful. Because now, now we have them actively being hunted. Yeah. Hunty. Hunty, hunty. I hate hunty. hunty. That, that term is so passe. <laughs> Do you love when like, people try to relate to you like by watching Drag Race? They're like, yes, hunty. Like, oh, yeah. Straight, straight people do that. I'm like, what are you girls. only on season one? Season yeah. two? Okay, hunty. Or like, no, it's not hunty now. It's, it's hanny. hanny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the evolution of language. Hello. Look it up. Hello. Where have you been? Yeah. 1984. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like now they're being actively hunted by these killers. And there's two masked men with knives. That's scary. That is scary. And one of them, I love that it's like the best of both worlds, Hannah Montana. It's like one that walks right. slowly and one that runs. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. It's a mix, yeah, yeah. mixed bag of, of murderers. Yes. The best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just really scary. I really like that. Um, and so then they like, okay, now they got to think of a plan, right? Like what are they going to do? And so yeah. they try so they try to go out and um, they're chased back in. So like, okay, we need a new plan. And so he's like, okay, you're gonna pretend to be trying to get out the bathroom window since you know we've seen that they they're they're looking through there actively. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna run for the payphone. So I'm thinking to myself, would you rather be bait or would you be the one who who's getting the shit done? What would you do? 
I would rather be the one getting the shit done because you're outside. There's more freedom to run in different directions and maybe potentially get away. Yeah. Whereas she's trapped and enclosed. And honestly, do they really think... I mean, how stupid do they think these killers are? Because we we expect uh, them to believe that she's trying to get out of this window knowing damn well he's on the other side. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, where is he at? There are two of them. And she... What is she, like, pantomime? Oh, Oh my gosh, this yeah. window! Like, what is she? She kind of does that at first. Like, yeah. she's like, but she's like, and she's just like looking at him. And she's like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, trying to get the window open. She's like, oh, the girl, let. Oh, it's so heavy. I, oh my god, uh, I can't get it. It's nailed shut. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Help. <laughs> yeah, that's the performance we deserved from Kate Beckinsale. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then he runs out to the payphone. I'm like, okay, at this point, you think this payphone's gonna be legit? You fool. Seriously, what are you, stupid? Yeah, literally. <laughs> and he gets there, and it is a sham. It's, you know, it goes right to Mason, who's all, hey, bitch, it's me, Mason, yeah. the manager. <laughs> We're gonna get ya. <laughs> yeah, not so fast, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, they should have cast us. <laughs> this is um, Jake Signs and Frankie Corona as the voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bitch. You're going to die. Yeah. You seven re- days. Get ready for your close up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so like, this is kind of creepy. I think even the way Frank Whaley does his voice as Mason is pretty creepy. Yeah, something like creepy game show host. This was in all the commercials, too. Do you remember that? Like, this is in all oh, the TV spots. All the commercials, yeah, where he's like, Sir, I'm gonna need you to calm down if you're gonna survive, or whatever. Or something like that. Ooh. Um, he's, like, cheeky. Yeah, he is. He's like, I have to make this fun for myself. They even used this as a marketing tool. Did you read that? About that? Like, where they oh, yeah. had a phone number you could call. It was, like, 1-800-VACANCY. And oh, God. The 2000s were... It was up for, like, 10 years. They finally took it down in 2015. Holy shit. <laughs> <sighs> that could have occupied my time for a whole... 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And I'll never be able to experience that now. Now I'm upset. I know. We're six years short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then this like car moment happens, which is like, holy so cow. Like the people who are going to end up buying this video, they need to be charged double because this They're is for a treat. production quality. Okay. This is like scream to status. Yeah, I know. <laughs> car chase like crashing through the booth um yeah i love it i mean i love they're just they keep driving them back into the hotel room like as audience members are we expected to believe that amy and david are the ones that have gotten the furthest thus far i mean obviously because they win in the end because the motel and visually as we can as far as we can see is pretty much intact it's dirty but it's intact yeah so and we've seen the videos and like obviously people are putting up a fight but not enough to like exit the room and be able to utilize multiple rooms within the motel yeah it seems like their their tactic with everybody else was to just go into the fucking room and kill them. And that never really happens. I mean, we kind of get a glimpse of it at one point. I think when the lights are flashing off and on in the beginning of them sort of tormenting them. And we get a yeah. flash of one of them in the room. But then no, none, neither of them right. actually ever go into the room and attack them. 
Right. They have time because to go the, out and run around and run back out. In the out. movies, it happens much faster. Like, it's yeah. like the, the lights go out, they come back on, and they're being attacked. This one was like, I'm going to put this apple here. We're going to play a game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were like, we. they needed to up their game. People were like, you're showing us the same setup every time? Like, their customer base? Oh, not maybe happy. that's what it was. Maybe the reviews were low. Which also leads us to the trucker. Right. Which I did I did not understand what was going on. Oh yeah. So he's all like showing up after they Oh so yeah, so then they, they discover the tunnel, which is like actually yes. how does no that there's a giant door underneath the doormat. Nobody discovered that. Okay. Pretty sure. sure. You didn't no one's taking a shower. <laughs> yeah. We saw that one girl in, in a towel in the video. She just. St- she didn't notice the hollow ground underneath her feet. Well, yeah, it's, or like this big ass door in the floor. Like, why is it limpy under here? Yeah, whatever. We'll buy oh, there's it. A we'll buy it. Trap door. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So yeah. So then the trucker pulls up. And they're like, "Oh, thank God, we're saved." Help! Help me! Help me, Mister Trucker. Ten four, Daddy O. <laughs> and um. <laughs> He comes out and he's like, he's like walking towards them, and you you think that he's like, gonna help them, but in his mind he's probably thinking like, I want to see this shit yeah, happen I can, in person. I can't wait to buy this video. Am I gonna be on camera? Am I gonna be a star? Yeah. He's like, he just wanted to get close enough to be on camera. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> it's Fred, <laughs> the trucker. Fred the trucker. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then they were like, "Oh my God, your order is here!" And they give him a giant box of VHSs, and they're all, "Wow." Yeah, and then he's sent on his merry way, and they're like, oh, "Okay, well, there goes that." What are these customers doing with this footage? This is what happens when you have. Too much time by yourself when you're a trucker. I don't know if there are any truckers who listen to this. Don't get offended. I don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but in my mind... No, you do. You're a psychologist. Oh, that's right. So. I mean, I'm a scientist. I have a BFA in musical theater. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dr. Science. Yeah. But, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. That I think it depicts them as being depraved and lonely and... It's like that scene in Kill Bill where uh, that guy's like, my name is Buck, and I like to fuck. And he, like, literally goes and fucks women in comas and hospitals. Like, Oh, yeah. Just, you know, they got to get it wherever they can. You know, they don't got a lot of time. Do you think that these these customers, like this man, this trucker, for instance, are we, like, what is he? Is he, like, jerking off to the... Yeah. I don't know. Ew. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe they just like to watch it. No, they probably are jerking off to it. It's like porn. Snuff yeah, porn. Probably, like they love the idea that somebody was in danger. Yeah, or like and... watching people die. Like that's like a thing. It's like cases of death. I always talk about this with Andre. I'm like, I love watching horror movies where people are just like dying, right? But then when it's like real life. And they show, like, actual, like, these sort of, like, things, like, in, you know, reality of crime scene photos. I cringe so hard. I'm like, ugh. I don't like the true, the true stuff. <laughs> I like the movies. You mean you're having, like, an entirely human reaction to something that most people would probably feel the same way about? I feel like I want... Yeah. I feel like some in people watching... enjoy true crime and, like, pausing the crime scene photos and, like, zooming Ew. in. Like, I, I mean... see a hair over here. Oh, my God. I mean, okay. I mean, do you. I guess whoever you are. But yikes. 
That's crazy. If it doesn't make you feel like, oh god, that was a human being who had a life and feelings, like, and yeah. if that doesn't bother you, then you, or, you crazy. And in America, we talk about being desensitized, but have you guys ever seen the news stations at, in these other countries who, like, show, like, the cartel killings in Mexico and stuff, where it's, like, straight-up beheaded torsos in the middle no. of a plaza... And, like, all you're, like, looking at is, uh, like, a head. And they publish this in the newspaper. They show this no. on the news stations. Yeah. That's, that's and it's like not because they get turned on, that's but that's, like, up. they're, like, showing that, like, okay, a body was found. This is what it looked like. It's, like, what the fuck? We don't see that stuff here no, on our We don't news do stations. that here in America. Yeah. We're God-fearing, <laughs> loving people. We just use the guns to kill people. We don't want to see it. Yeah, this is fucking weird. That's crazy. This is weird. I can't believe this is happening. I did not know what was happening with this trucker. That's hilarious. Now I know. So then <laughs> they they decide to take a, take a risk. They're like, we're going into the catacombs. Who knows what's down here? It could be more dead bodies. It could be more of them. I don't know. But it's at this point, they're only hope. So they go. Oh, they should have done that. They should have put some dead bodies in there. Right? That'd be crazy. Instead, we just get rats. And um, that's pretty gross. That's gross. It's probably some roaches. Oh, rats. yeah, for sure. But then they they make it to the end. You know, they're out there having a conversation with Fred the trucker, and they get into the to the uh, lobby, right? Yes. What do you know? They discover a fucking phone. That leads to the outside world. I know an actual phone. I can't believe Mason is such a liar. Like, what the <laughs> hell is wrong with him? <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, so then, like, she gets the phone, she calls 911, but then they're rudely interrupted when they come back in a hizzy. In a hizzy? In a tizzy. In the his house? He's a skizokies out. They come back all mad because now they can't find them. And they get in there and they see that the phone's off the hook and that they've decided to go back into the catacombs. And so he's like, Yeah. You go, you go this way. So one goes down that hole, and then the other guy runs the the room and goes down that hole. And now they are being now they're being entered from both holes. Yes, and um, that is always an intense experience. I will say. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, so I know Mason is starting to freak out because he hears this nine one one operator on the other end of the phone. Right. Okay, I have a question because Kate, or sorry, her name's not Kate, her name's Amy. Amy has a cell phone that's obviously not working because they don't have cell phone service. Right. But I thought that you were able to call 911 from any phone and it would reach to the nearest, even if you didn't have cell phone service. Is that not right? Uh, well, maybe not in 2007, but also she drops it. She The first time that they run out of the out of the room... She mm-hmm. drops her flip phone outside. And somebody steps on it, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know what I was thinking. Because also in House of Wax, Paris Hilton is looking through all those old phones. Right. And that's when I learned that if you, even if a phone is not in service, if like it, you know, if it's not, if it's just a phone yeah. with no connection, that you can dial 911 and you'll reach an operator. Whoa. I don't know. That makes sense. I don't know what's going on. So she fucked up. She could have just ended it all right there. 
I know. She's so dumb. And then she drops it. Yeah, she drops it. Ugh. So, but I think this tunnel sequence is really intense. And it's like, you know, the claustrophobia of it all. Like, you know. It's just, it's a And not knowing where to go. Yeah. Not knowing which you're going to pop up into. Yeah. And you only got one, one direction. They're coming in from both ends. And so it's very intense. I think it's a very successful sequence. Probably one of the best in the movie. As far as suspense goes. Because you're like, what the hell is going to happen? Are they going to get it? How do they escape? And luckily, they fucking escape by making a right turn. (laughs) (laughs) Not a wrong turn. Hell no. They uh, they make a right turn and they end up in the garage. Tell us about the garage. All right. Well, let's do it. Amy and David hunker down in the garage, and a terrified Amy apologizes to David for how she's dealt with the death of their son. She attempts to take responsibility for the accident that killed her son, but David reassures her it wasn't her fault, and they share a kiss. Just then, a police car pulls up to the motel. Feeling more determined than ever to survive, they obstruct one of the masked men from entering the garage from the trap door. Meanwhile, the cop searches the motel room and discovers the trapdoor and one of the snuff films playing on the television. Amy and David flee the garage to the cop and the three of them get into the cop car. When the car doesn't start, the cop looks under the hood but is stabbed to death by one of the masked men. Amy and David flee back to the motel room and lock themselves inside. David devises a plan to make it seem as if Amy has escaped through the bathroom window. Again, with the fucking bathroom window. But is actually <laughs> hiding in the ceiling. David says one last I love you to Amy before he attempts to run to the office and grab the guns. When he opens the door, he's immediately attacked by one of the masked men and is stabbed, presumably to death. As Amy watches from the ceiling, David's dying moments are captured on film by Mason. Ooh. So this is what I was going to bring up earlier about like the idea. And I see it. We see it in movies a lot that trauma brings people together and I'm like is that really a healthy message like Mm -hmm. I understand like in a sense like you know a shared trauma is a bonding experience obviously but does it negate all the rest of your problems that you have I mean I guess it puts things in perspective yeah I will say but I don't know I feel like it's like an unhealthy like way to to think of managing your problems it's like oh well we're almost gonna die might as well be in love again it's like oh yeah this is weird and i think that maybe their true feelings are just coming to the surface about all of this situation that they've been fighting about because i think at this point they know that they might they're probably not gonna get out of this That's like they're true. gonna die so they're yeah. just like yeah i'm so sorry that this has happened and i still love you and i'm gonna die yeah. So goodbye. So kiss, kiss. <laughs> kill, kill. Kiss, kiss, kill, kill. Mwah, mwah. Uh, uh. Anyway. Allez-vous en français. Yeah, so then. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so then we have one of my other favorite movie tropes the cop. The goddamn cop. It's like inadequate cops are an essential key to horror movies. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the cop shows up, and did anybody ever think this cop was gonna make it? No, no. He's old. He's slow. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Exactly, but you know, and he's like stressing out. This looks more like a like a mall <laughs> cop to me than an actual cop. 
they must not be used to these high intense situations. Yeah, I guess not. They're like, it, whatever. In the middle of the woods, wherever he polices. So, um... So they try their best to make it to the cop, and the cop sees them. He sees all the shit, and he's like, let's get out of here. So they get in yeah. the car, and the car has been tampered with. And I'm like, is that easy to tamper with a cop car? There's no uh, way. No, you shouldn't just be able to pop the hood and cut some cords. Like, it should be a little more sophisticated yeah, than that. Yeah, hello, these cars are meant to carry... Criminals inside of them. Yeah. <laughs> These cars should be sturdy. What the? F- so he goes out to check under the hood in this situation, instead of like I don't know, like protecting them. Isn't there like a fucking huge gun in the car? Isn't there or no? There's an enormous gun literally in between David and Amy. Right. Why didn't he take that out and just stand there and wait for them? I mean, yeah, I guess they could have shot at some him. fucking heads off. Yeah, or, come or on, bro. Not go check under the hood. Not in this moment. You're just setting yourself up. So then he goes and he gets stabbed like a stuffed pig. And honestly, what did he think was going to happen? That he was going to pop the hood open and connect a cable again so they can take off? (laughs) Do a little mechanic work. And then, yeah. All right. We're good to go. Nice. I love how the camera sort of pans over the engine too. Like, okay, what is it? And there's just this big red wire that's just yeah, completely like, cut <laughs> in half. You know, the wire. The wire's cut. <laughs> Obviously. This big wire with the copper shit hanging out of it. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's not going to work. And so, um, yeah, we lose the cop. And then uh, they have no choice but to run back into the hotel room. <laughs> They're back again. <laughs> God damn it. Square one. I mean, it's like their little home base. It's like their little protection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is silly because base. to every other. I'm on base. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't tag me. I'm on base. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Right. Tag. Tag. Oh yeah. So fun. And then, um, yeah. So they finally, they're like, he's like, okay. Here's another one of my brilliant plans because they've all worked out brilliantly so far. Yeah. And this, I, I think this is when we get to like, okay, this is the last chance that yeah, we have. I wonder if he knew that too. I wonder if he's his, his mindset is like, there's no way, like I have to sacrifice myself for her. Yeah. Well, also he's like, this is the last chance because I'm tired. Yeah, like, it's fucking late. Like, I haven't eaten. I've been running around all night. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, my feet hurt. Like, just I'm hungry. The bed, the bed is uncomfortable. And then, yeah. So then he's like, "Okay, go up in there. We're gonna use the window again as a tactic. We're gonna smash it finally, even though they were never gonna be able to get out. I guess it's too small for them to get out of. Mm. And so they smash the window. <laughs> and uh, they put a piece of her shirt yeah, on the glass. Yeah, and classic, came. classic, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like how convenient. Yeah. <laughs> and um, not some blood or something, no. but just like yeah, ooh, a, piece a little bit of, of her shirt. shirt got caught. Um, her panties are stuck <laughs> to the glass. <laughs> oh my god, what if they did? They just like put her panties there. Like, oh no! <laughs> it's not what any happened? stupider of a plan than the actual plan, but whatever. So then, I don't even think she could have fit through that window. I mean, she's tiny, but she that even says that she's like, "We can't tinier. fit through the window." I was like, "Okay, then why did you try to escape from the window like four times before this?" <laughs> <laughs> I whatever. So then she's in the ceiling. He's all, "Bitch, I love you." <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I love you. <laughs> 
He doesn't say that, but bitch, that's I the fucking sub- love you. That's the subtext. This bitch, I love you. And then he opens the door and immediately just gets it. Eats shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, sorry, I'm still thinking about this window. Like, what if they put her like whole ass pant, like her all of her clothes on the floor? Yeah, like hanging out of the window. Yeah. She went that way. That'd be if this was made in the 1980s. It was just an excuse for them to get her top off. Uh huh. Yeah. Running through the woods. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> <Like her> titties out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he eats shit pretty fast, and I actually I've never seen the ending to this movie. What? So by the time we got to this point, I was like, oh my god, he died! Like, wow, she's our sole survivor. Yes, a movie with balls. Love that. We love a ball. I love movie. when they kill off the fucking leaves. Yeah. Hell yeah. Get rid of them. Exactly. Who needs them? Let the villains win. Yeah, for once. For once, they never win. And this was going to be that moment. So then... um, Yeah, well, uh, then she's watching him fucking die from the... The fucking thing. And honestly, oh, yeah, and the, at that but, point... Yeah, then it gets, like, all pervy because he's, like, filming. He's, like, filming that. Uh, yeah. The very House of Wax, Paris Hilton. <laughs> These movies go hand in hand. It's, like, yeah. The Strangers, uh, Vacancy, House, House of, of Wax. Wax. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, they all, they're all in the same extended universe. We need, we need the Snyder cut of all four of them, or all three of these movies put together. <laughs> How they just co-relate and <laughs> yeah. connect to one another. Yeah, they're all hap- happening simultaneously in the same woods. They add a scene where Amy's the one driving down the road, oh escaping my from the Pinewood Motel, and she gets trapped by the brothers from House of Yes! Lives. She's the beauty queen in yes. the movie theater. Oh my god. Oh, that's brilliant. Right? I love that. You're welcome. Yes. I'm, I'm a writer. Mystery solved. Okay, well, let's finish this out, because what what is Amy going to do? I would just come out of the ceiling and be like, kill me. Yeah. I'm done. I'm dead. Just fucking kill me. I'm too tired. A- Please. <laughs> okay, well, now that he's dead, there's no way I'm getting out of this. <laughs> <laughs> she just jumps out of the ceiling. Yeah. Come get uh, me. Yeah. What are you waiting Do my for? neck so I can go out fast. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a gun? You just like put it in my fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. Like Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Just like, You're all gonna die. Boof. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Amy wakes up with the sun the next morning and knows she must attempt an escape. Crawling past David's body, she is met by one of the masked killers who chases her outside. I have a theory about this, by the way. Don't let me forget. Okay. She makes her way to a BMW and is able to start the car with a screwdriver. She's from the hood. Yeah. <laughs> but she's run up on... <laughs> I didn't know how else to explain this, but... And clearly the person who wrote this is from the hood, too. <laughs> but she is run up on by the running mass killer who attempts to get her through the sunroof. Amy hits the gas and the car takes off. As she crashes the car into the motel room, she is able to run over the masked mechanic along the way, killing both men. Amy runs to the lobby to get back to the phone, but it's been disconnected. She attempts to grab the gun off the wall, but is attacked from behind by Mason, who wraps the phone cord around her neck. After an all-out brawl, Mason begins to record Amy for his collection. However, she escapes his clutches, makes her way to the gun that has fallen off the wall, and shoots Mason dead. Amy runs to David and miraculously finds <laughs> that David has held on to his life. 
Amy takes the phone cord from the lifeless Mason, calls the police, and waits by David for help to arrive. The end. Here's my theory. Okay. David played dead to see if she could get out of this and get them out of it. He's like, I'm done. I'm just gonna lay here <laughs> take a fucking nap and see if this bitch can get us out. He's like, I've been the idea man the entire time. Like, you haven't done anything but cry and whine. <laughs> yeah. And it's your turn. And ripped a piece of your shirt. Yeah. He's like, I, 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 that's what I would do. I'd be like, ah. And play dead. And I'm like, oh, she got us out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even stab him. That's like, just gonna cut his like side a little bit and he's like oh my god I'm dead I'm dead I'm dying dying. please help me help me (laughs) it's either that or she's like this moment's just full on like ugh thank god he's out of the way I can just fucking deal with this all by myself and I can murder all three of these men in the matter of five minutes Literally, yeah. because once she comes down from that thing, she has she's revitalized, she's re-energized. Yeah, she took she, a power nap and she is ready. She kills two birds with one stone to start off with. Which, by Literally. the way, Ethan Embry getting smashed by this car and having those final like hasn't had having those final moments of just like uh, uh, yeah, like chaos. I was like, whoa, this looks pretty legit. Yeah, that's like, frightening. Looks real. <laughs> It's pretty scary. Yeah, it's like gruesome. It's just like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you! Yeah. You fuck with my car, my car fucks with you back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking mechanic. Yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so she like kills two of them literally in one one foul swoop. And yeah. um, then she makes her way into the lobby. And she's with like, a nice practical effect too. That car crashes oh, that motel. That was, yeah, that was nice. And like just the the stunt of him getting hit by the car, very good. Woo! Yeah, very, very good. good. Very well done. And so then she makes her way into the hotel, where or sorry, to the lobby of the motel, where she's trying to get to the phone. The phone's disconnected, but then she's run up on by Mason. Yeah, um, Mason runs up on that ass. Yes, and they just start beating each other the hell up. Oh, this is cringy to watch. Yeah. I hate watching the movies where, like, these helpless women, not only are they getting killed, but they're getting beat up. Beat up. It's like, that's hard to watch. Yeah, and he, like, wraps that phone cord around her neck and literally just flings her around, Fucking smashes her. kicking her. Yeah, punching her in the face, and she's, like... Pulling her hair. Yeah, pulling... Cut my hair. I don't know why that's... <laughs> yeah, that's... A... Cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was the person that came to my mind. But, um, yeah, just, like, f- full-on fight. I was like, okay, she's going to need to, like, activate some of her underworld skills here and whoop his ass. And <laughs> she, you know, she does the smart thing. She goes for the low blow. She kicks him right in the nuts. And um, yep. she is able to escape just in time to light his ass up with that gun. Right. And he's dead. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Easy. She had this piece of cake. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? She should have done this last and how, night. And then you, and I like that our heroine at the end of this movie, or sorry, our heroine, our hero, um, was not David and that it was Amy. Because 
in these snuff films even, you see these men that are like, oh, yeah. and they're like getting killed. It's like, damn, nobody did anything except fucking Amy. She just plowed through them, yeah, she literally. Said, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. She said, no prisoners. Done. I'm done. I, you know, I've killed before is what she is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't my first time fucking at the rodeo. <laughs> At the snatch game. <laughs> is, you you think you're my first kill? You should have seen my baby. Just kidding. Oh my so god. They should have had her like check her nails, like as she's walking back over to David. Like, yeah. Fuck. You broke a fucking nail. Yeah. Like this is just so easy. But um, it is pretty. It is pretty gnarly. It's a pretty dragged out fight. But I love that she's our final girl. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Um, and she she's does a good it. one. Yeah. She those drugs were off of her because she did pop some that's, pills earlier. That's true. She was yeah. She was. So take, she took a nap and she's like, she's like, wait a minute. Now I'm back to my actual self, which is a badass killing machine. <laughs> a badass fucking bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So then she, and then the moment of all moments where she gets to, uh, she gets back to David, and dun dun dun. He's like, I'm alive. He looked. He pops up his head and he looks around. And he's like. Are oh, they dead? Oh, are we good? <laughs> Can we go? And she's all, I knew you could do it. <laughs> Hold the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is like, I'm like, oh my god. Like for me, I to me this seems like a like a test screening reshoot. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were like, oh no, we want a happy ending yeah. for them. We're so invested in their love. I'm like, no, I'm not invested in their love. No. They were getting Me either. Divorced. I feel like she should have walked over to him, maybe like kicked him a little bit with her shoe, like, and he wake because he's like, oh, "What happened?" She's like, "It's over." And also, and then she takes out the gun and she's all boom, and then it's crazy. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just kidding. That's dark. She fucking throws down their divorce papers on his back. Yeah, his bloody back. It's like the end of the descent when it's like that she's gone absolutely primal, and she. Yeah, you know, it's just full on mind cracked, and she just kills David. Like that'd be a good yeah. ending. No, but yeah. instead they chose to go with like, oh, we're we're saved and you're alive somehow, and then you just got stabbed a lot and have been lying there still for hours from darkness to sun up. He was- I'm telling you, he did that shit on purpose. Yeah, he- he's like, I'm gonna play dead. Yeah, that's the only way I'm getting out of this. And taking a nap. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll they didn't hear his ass snoring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that big nose, <laughs> and that and that concludes vacancy. Short and sweet. It is short and sweet. I like. I but I like okay. that. Yeah. Final thoughts. So my final thought is that I really like this movie. Like I said, it's short and sweet. I think that this movie is has really suspenseful moments and it's simple and to the point. It doesn't try to mm-hmm. like get overly complicated or convoluted in any way it's a simple classic suspense film um with a lot of good twists and uh we have a great final girl climax and i i love that so for me this is a solid four out of five all right okay yeah i do i do like this movie i actually think that i like this a little more than some of the other movies that are in this same me too caliber like the strangers i think the strangers gets a lot of credit and Um, i've never been pleased by that movie i mean we can Um, talk about it in a further episode but i think where the stranger succeeds is in the filming techniques 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're maybe right. Not, yeah, you're maybe right. not story wise, but I think that the technique is it's different. But I I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. I appreciate the elements in the story. I appreciate, like we were talking about earlier, the layers of the relationship between Amy and David. I even like that, like you said, they kept it simple. They kept it classic, but at the same time, they added these um, new things to it, like the snuff films and like this yeah. old dirty, grungy, yeah, pervy piece, pieces side of, of it. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like psycho gone psycho. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, what, what's the next step in Norman Bates' evolution? Peeping yeah. Tom to snuff film realness. Director, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like this movie, and I too would give this a four out of five. I think it's really solid. And I think that the also Rotten Tomato score is really too low. Totally too it's low. Like, 50%. I'm like, what? Right. That's dumb. This no, is it's a just, decent good. It's de- movie. it's decent. It, there's like there's not a lot wrong with it because it doesn't try to be too much. It's not ridiculous. Maybe that's its downfall. I mean, maybe. It doesn't go in any new direction, but I really do think that like this whole idea of snuff films and all this is is it's brilliant right like, it's maybe like, wow, maybe it's like the, the lack of like the explanation about it it's sort of like an af- like not an afterthought but it's more of like uh it's more like a sprinkling on of more what's the word i'm looking for pervasiveness exactly yes that <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what you're i mean about. maybe they just like yeah maybe they wanted it to go further into that because it is not really explained too deeply but who cares I'm in, in this moment when yeah. we're following Amy and David, they're not going to know everything there is to, to know about this snuff film industry. Who knows? Right. Maybe this is just one of many snuff film rings in horror movie or in in hotels across America or motels. Yeah. Which brings us to the second part of this episode. So let's talk about Vacancy 2, the first oh cut. Oh my god. <laughs> I watched the trailer and I was like, oh my god, this looks like a giant piece of garbage. Yeah, and it has the same writer, right? Why would he do same this? Writer. But none of the know. same actors, not even of the hotel people. It's like, I, th- I think it's a prequel. It has to be. It's, it's a prequel. Starring the first all new cut. people. It's oh my like, god. Okay. Starring that boy from that one gay surfer movie, Shelter. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, that was like a gay no. awakening for me. Like when it first came out, I like watched that movie Shelter. It's about this like this like gay surfer in San Pedro who who falls in love with his friend's brother, who's also like a uh, hot oh. kind of straight acting surfer. It was like really sexy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's finish this episode off yes. because I think that we checked into this hotel uh, and we checked it. out. I knew it. I was like, that's where this is going to go. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Um, yes. Yeah, so before we go, we want to plug our social media first. First things first, we uh, want you to buy merch from us. Please, please, please. Yeah. We have so many cool things. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your dog. Tell, tell your, your mom. Hoes. Tell your bitches. I don't care. <laughs> tell them. And, your pimps. Yeah. And buy something from us. I swear it's worth it. You're going to be looking so fly, so sexy, so cute. And um, you're going to be famous if you wear it. I know. Who knows? People might think you're us. Uh and what honor? They're like, Jake, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Some girl walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we also were on Instagram at Fear the Talking Queers. 
Our merch, again, is available at fearthetalkingqueers.com slash store. Yes, it is. And then also, we just found, we're taking advantage of all these perks that we have through Anchor. Um, Anchor is the program that gives us the voice. Like, this is what allows us to publish our episodes and distribute them and everything. Um, They have this program on there where you can support us. Like, if you love us and you like what you're listening to and you want us to keep on going and you want to help in any way you can, you can actually go to anchor.fm F is in Frank, M is in Mary. My <laughs> slash name. Fear the... T- <laughs> right, exactly. Mary, like like the Virgin Mary Jake. <laughs> so <laughs> anchor.fm slash fear the talking queers slash support. And there you can sign up to give us a monthly donation to help keep this program going anywhere from 99 cents to 9.99. So whatever you can donate would have totally help us out that'd be great yes we would really appreciate it because it takes time and money and uh you yeah. know a lot Energy. of blood sweat <laughs> and tears to keep this going come and come yes a lot of that too <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so even if you sign up for one month for 99 cents we'll appreciate it i will go to the bank i will take it out and i will take a video of myself kissing the 99 cents and i will send it to you yes please also don't forget every sunday we post soundtrack <laughs> sunday where you can listen to a playlist inspired by us for the movie of the week and um yeah so check out the one on vacancy this week it's popping we have a little bit of everything we have some we have some britney spears don't go knocking britney on my spears. door we have uh, a <laughs> <laughs> hotel california yeah, some hotel california yeah oh no i didn't do that i did no i did i did heartbreak oh hotel. you did Oh, I did Psycho Killer. Just go third. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, so it's always fun to oh, listen the, to that every week. Chingy, I put Chingy on mine. Oh, I know you did. <laughs> at the Holiday Inn. Yes, I, you, uh, I almost thought live? about that. I was like, but they're not at the Holiday Inn. They're at the Pinewood Inn. What else did I... <laughs> what? Wait, Pinewood Inn? I thought this was the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> <laughs> In Galveston, Texas. <laughs> but yeah so check oh that out gosh. we post that every sunday on our instagram um we're, like we said before we are at um almost on my own ah, we're at fear the talking queers um so go check that out but until then we just gotta say sweet screams bitch bye <laughs> ah! <laughs>